0: Welcome to the Titletown Town Sports Podcast. Mid-June post whatever interesting sports edition. Yeah. Hi Melissa. Hi Craig. How you doing? Good.
1: We're remote tonight because I'm lazy I'm leaving my house again yep. felt like too much work. I'm just gonna be honest with the people. I'm working like 12 hours right now a day. I can't I can't. I needed to be in my pajamas with my wine.
0: Alright, that. Feels like an exaggeration on the first part. The second part I believe.
1: (laughs) Which part? The twelve hours?
0: The twelve hours part.
1: Listen, I left my house at nine o'clock this morning and I got home. And you're talking to me at
0: nine twenty five. Yeah. All right, all right. Anyway. Yeah, I did I I I did stuff for twelve hours today too.
1: Yeah. Some of those things were like go to Starbucks and take a nap.
0: I did both those things
1: today. <laughs> actually, that's accurate. Yeah, I know your life.
0: <laughs> well, you know, the rest of the stuff was hard work. Yeah, I bet. Anyhow. Anyway, that's not what uh, we're here to yeah. talk about. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm in the parking lot in my car, uh, like a vagrant, and Melissa's <laughs> at the Titletown Town satellite of light offices uh, down in Quincy. Yeah,
1: the fact Perfect. that no one comes and knocks on your window and tells you to move along while you do that is what's really amazing.
0: Yeah, that's only when I get out and brush my teeth and clean myself with a bar soap. <laughs> like a hobo down by the river. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, it's been an interesting week all around the world of sports. Would you like to uh, fill in the people on on what went down there, Claggy?
1: I'd love to. Uh, let's start with the Red Sox. They have uh, fallen out of first place, which is a real bummer. They did take two out of three from Detroit at home, uh, but then they returned right around and lost two out of three against the uh, horrible Chicago White Sox. That's a big loss. In some player news, Mookie Betts has been reactivated off the DL, and hopefully he can get back to early season form. Earlier this season, he was leading the league. In or all of baseball, both leagues, in batting average, slugging percent, on-base percent, hits, and runs. Which is just incredible for one player to be having such amazing offensive production.
0: Um, yeah, and as far as hits and runs, even being out last week, he's still leading the league in hits and runs. Crazy. I mean, the other ones are percentage-based, so right. like, yeah, whatever. They can live for a while, but Mookie Betts just sat the last, like, six games out, and he's still leading the league right. in hits and runs.
1: Yeah. Incredible. It shows that, you know, it wasn't like a close race. He's had quite a lead on the rest of the players. Yeah, seriously. No, when you look at the offensive output from a guy that's also, you know, giving you a a bunch of defense, that's like, Mm -hmm. you know, the plus minus on that is is huge to have someone like that performing on the team.
0: Yeah, he's also not your typical like hulking power hitter. You know I mean? He's just like a little guy who's spraying the ball all over the goddamn place. I mean, he's got decent power, too. Like, he's got a lot of home runs. But yeah, it's been awesome to watch.
1: Um, speaking of big power guys though, the now former Red Sox DH Hanley Ramirez, uh, still hasn't been picked up by another major league team, which is really interesting. I thought he would be Mm. snatched up quickly and, and he hasn't been, um, coming up this week, just a little look ahead. Uh, the Sox are going to travel to Baltimore and play the Orioles who are in last place in the AL East. So that, you know, should be an opportunity to win two out of three sweep would be great. Um, and then they're going to head out west and play the Seattle Mariners, uh, who actually are pretty sneaky good, and they're currently in first place in the AL West.
0: In uh the NHL, really, like, virtually 0.0, 0 news from the uh, Bruins this week, or really in the last few weeks, which is a good thing ultimately. Uh, so the Stanley Cup playoffs have come to an end, and for the first time in their franchise's history, uh, the Washington Capitals are the champs uh, and they of course ended the las vegas golden knights really like un crazy unprecedented playoff run as a first year expansion team uh, and they won the series four games to one real quick on the whole expansion team thing i keep on hearing that the golden knights are the first team to first expansion team to make it to the stanley cup since 1968 when the st louis blues did it yeah and like the, I, I I did a little more research onto that because I was surprised that that was the case. In 68, they made a whole separate conference yeah. just of expansion teams. So, like, by default, an, an expansion team <laughs> had to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals yes. in 1968. It just happened to be the St. Louis Blues. So, really, really, there no one's ever done yeah. this before. You know what I mean? Like, it- no one's ever, like, truly... Gone through the whole rest of the normal NHL right. as a first-year expansion team and made it to the Cup final.
1: Yeah, in the way we know expansion teams today, uh, because it is is right. a little misleading when you look at the Blues and it's like, okay, well, you were just the best of the worst. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> admittedly, I didn't know that at first. You know, yeah. like when that when we the first time I heard that stat, I was just like, oh, okay. And then like you know, I it kind of like looked into it further, and it's like, oh no, 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 yeah. Like it, inevitably, some expansion team was going to get there in that year because just the way they organized it anyways uh so yeah uh washington capitals win the cup of course alex ovechkin as their star player it's the first time he's ever won it he has if anybody's been following him on social media (laughs) or uh, really anything Mm. he's been basically inseparable from the cup uh (laughs) since winning it like four or five days ago he went to a nationals game numerous bars i saw a video of him uh just a couple of hours ago like doing, like, snow angels in, like, a public fountain in D.C., <laughs> uh, which was really funny. Like, you know, quote-unquote snow angels. Obviously, yeah. it's not snow, but, like, just flopping around <laughs> in a fucking fountain with his underwear on in the broad-ass daylight. Uh, so, yeah, he's having a fucking he's blast. He's living
1: his best life, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, turning our attention to the NBA Finals, they also came to an end. Uh, we saw the Golden State Warriors it's somewhat predictably complete a sweep of the Cleveland Cavaliers uh LeBron James notably held the breakup day press conference with a cast on his hand, claiming he was broken mm-hmm. from punching a blackboard after the j r. Smith disaster in game one. This is an odd piece of information given that two nights after allegedly breaking his hand, LeBron scored fifty one points in game two and led both teams in the series in minutes, points, shots, and assists. I did see someone on Twitter today also say that um If you can play a game without a cast on, you can probably handle the press conference without the cast on. Yeah, that's
0: that's a good point. That
1: made me laugh (laughs) and yell, true.
0: Also, numerous videos coming to the surface now of him doing a bunch of superfluous activities before, after, during the games. Uh, where again, allegedly his hand was broken. Things, things like push-ups and like dapping up fans in the first row, yeah. handshakes, things of that nature. You know, like stuff that you just generally wouldn't subject yourself to if your hand was truly broken. Oh, you mean- the- this is why LeBron. I have such a hard time rooting for you. It's all these shenanigans. In case he's listening, I stopped trick my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's reasonable. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I like. I have no problem rooting for the guy on the court, like yeah, you know, mm. b- between the whistles. I, I, it's like hard to not like him. I think, but everything off the court is just so insufferable. I just can't even deal with it.
1: Yeah, okay. We can't rehash that because it's really going to put a rift into our friendship.
0: Yeah, true story. N- All right. Next. So lastly, and most, uh, you know, scandalously, Ugh. the Patriots drama continued this week as mandatory minicamp concluded. Just
1: when you think it can't get any worse. It really does. I know.
0: Uh, anyway. Everyone's favorite uh, wide receiver, Julian Edelman, has failed, apparently failed, a PED drug test and is currently appealing a four-game suspension. Uh, there was also, later on this week, a that was around, I think that was on Wednesday last week.
1: It, uh, and then there was, was Thursday, a flurry. Because I remember where I was. Oh, so the these the were just back-to-back pop. days?
0: Yeah. Gotcha. So on Thursday, Uh, Edelman gets pop of the suspension and then on Friday there's this like crazy flurry of rumors surrounding a supposed trade for Rob Gronkowski those rumors were followed by more rumors that that the trade actually got shut down by Tom Brady threatening to retire if the team traded Gronk and finally Brady and Gronk have both told the media that they will not attend uh, optional team activities OTAs for the rest of this week I I was looking at the schedule yeah weirdly, like the way that it worked out is like there was like two weeks of OTAs and then the mini camp was literally just like the 7th through the 11th or something. It was just a couple of days and that was mandatory. And now they're going back to more OTAs and then they take a big long break and then like training camp proper starts. But it's just weird to me that they had, like, three days of mandatory yeah. for in, in, like, a month of optional. I don't know. I thought that was strange. I
1: think there's, like, but weird NFL like, rules, like, player association rules that dictate when are the optional and when are the mandatory camps.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there is. But even in light of, potentially, your, like, you know, uh, Pro Bowl, All-Star, wide receiver going down for the first four games, Tom Brady still did not think that it was a good idea to hang out with the new wide receivers and work in the OTAs. Yeah. He's bouncing.
1: You know what was crazy about that whole story, those two stories breaking back to back is like some guy on Reddit had the information on Wednesday night about right, Julian right. Edelman. And then that guy on the reason all those Gronk rumors came out is that guy, supposedly that same guy, on Friday morning posted that more Patriots news would be forthcoming, um and it would be out by Friday at five PM. And that just started this yeah, like and th- and flurry of activity. To your
0: point, yeah, there was a, a crazy, a very strange, you know, brush fire of people uh, thinking they had the story, and then it, yeah. it ended up not really coming to pass at all. No- nothing at all of any consequence happened on Friday. Uh, I even mentioned the whole Brady Gronk not going to OTA thing. That, that has nothing to do with the trade. They I think they had already even decided that before Friday happened. So, but like, yeah, it was v- very strange how it all transpired. It's also strange that. The Edelman news is even out, and 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 this I I learned of this rule today. Yeah, this was where, interesting when you told me this. Yeah, yeah. When you fail a drug test yeah. in the NFL, you can appeal it, and until that appeals process is done, no one's supposed to know about it. the 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 the, the league's not supposed to know about it. The NFLPA is not supposed to know about it. It basically is just supposed to be between the player and this like independent, you know, branch of the NFL that's responsible for the drug testing. So. Somewhere, someone leaked this Edelman yeah. information. In the fine, one of the fine for being the person that leaked it. I mean, I guess if you're just a random person on the street, the NFL can't find you. But you know, well, but someone within the NFL could yeah. get fined uh, half a million freaking dollars, five hundred thousand dollars. Holy shit! Um, for leaking this information, so n- no small thing so to have that come out.
1: If you're the guy that works at, like, the drug lab and you, like, go home and tell your wife that night and then she goes and reports it, like, you're on the hook for 500K?
0: Yeah, right. And her fucking Alexa is on and now some dickhead at Amazon (laughs) listening to your conversation (laughs) is like, oh, shit, Julian Edelman, huh? Let me log into my fucking Reddit. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I mean, in in this culture of, like,
1: fake Twitter accounts. Like we talked last week about Brian Colangelo doing it. We gave a bunch of examples of people doing that. It's not hard to imagine someone having a fake Reddit username.
0: No, not hard like at post all. Stuff I, like this. I, I don't know why they would, but I, they certainly could. Yeah. You I, know?
1: I wonder what the, like what they see, the person that leaked it, like what is the benefit of leaking the information?
0: Yeah, I mean, feels like it could have been accidental, you know, or just like just, you know, because, yeah, I cannot see any benefit of leaking that to the press unless, you know, there's some fucking devious, uh, you know, in between my naps and coffee runs today. I've had the chance to listen to a fair amount of sports radio and there's a lot of devious, uh, you know, fucking conspiracy theories out there about like, oh, it was Tom that leaked it or it was. Bill that leaked it and, like, all this, like, wild shit. Oh, I don't know really? if I necessarily subscribe I don't today. know why Tom would yeah. leak
1: it. I could see Bill leaking it, I guess.
0: The thing is, the the interesting part about Julian, Julian Edelman to me is that, like, he is so right in the middle of the Brady-Belichick, like, controversy, like, power struggle thing. Like, I think when I look at Julian Edelman, like, I feel like he is equal parts a Bill guy and equal parts a Tom guy. Like, he really... You know? Oh, I don't think that at all. I think he's a hundred percent a Tom guy. But you got to remember, he came I mean, out and
1: like had the um, comments about his massage with Alex Guerrero.
0: Right? Oh no, 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 yeah. So he's he's definitely a he's definitely a Tom guy. But like, just I, I don't know. I don't see how a guy who is a seventh round pick as a quarterback in college. Who gets drafted by the Patriots and like under Belichick's you know tutelage? Yeah, Julian Edelman also sort of sucked for like three or four years when Welker was here, playing second fiddle to Wes Welker, and then eventually like coming through the ranks and becoming like the number one option. Like I don't know it- if I were if I were Edelman, I would be at least as you know uh, grateful that I was drafted by Bill Belichick that I was that Tom Brady throws me the ball, you know.
1: Yeah, but isn't that the problem with all of these guys is that they should be appreciative that Belichick gave them a chance and showed them the way and really built their NFL careers and they're just not. Like, they're turning on him to follow Alex Guerrero for some reason.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think it depends player to player, too. Like, if you look at someone like Gronk, who's like, who is, like, you know, built like a superhuman right. and, like, you know, He's I don't know how much of... I don't know how much of Bill Belichick's Teaching, coaching, and tutelage has helped him in his career, really. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's really, if Gronk's healthy, then he's dominant. Right. And if he's not, then he's not. Like, coaching doesn't really have that much to do with it. So I can see Gronk being a total Brady guy, right? Like, he's like, Tom's my boy. Fuck you, coach. You, you yeah. can't coach this. I'm the coach. You can't coach, Man. like, six, seven. you know, 270. Like, that's, you know. Yeah, sure. You didn't do that.
1: I just ate a bunch of snacks. Now I'm great. Excuse me? I said he ate a bunch of snacks. That's why he's so big.
0: Anyhow I keep so
1: Edit, th- Cut that out uh,
0: Yeah that's weird uh,
1: <laughs> You said he was uh, like 270 yeah. That's big So I said he must have ate a lot of snacks
0: No 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 I get it I just didn't laugh at it
1: Oh okay well then cut it
0: out <laughs> Not for lack of understanding Alright let me set up this next This next segment before this Before this gets away from us Okay <laughs> So, as, uh, as everybody knows, there's been a whole lot, lot of bullshit flying around with the Patriots for a long time. Uh, Melissa and I have not really had a chance to, like, dive into it as a whole topic. We've sort of been addressing individual details as they've come out. But with the Bruins in the playoffs and the Celtics in the playoffs and then the finals going on, like we haven't really had a chance to, like, reset our thoughts on the whole—on different aspects of the controversy. So we're going we're gonna to play a little game here. And— we're gonna rip through a bunch of Patriots questions, and we're gonna uh, share our thoughts on whether we think the statement is true or false. Okay, a simple th- thumbs up, thumbs down type of type of uh, type of uh, exercise here. All
1: right, I like
0: it. Are you Are you ready to begin, Melissa? I'm
1: ready. Uh, did we say
0: that you're the red questions and I'm the green questions? We
1: did. I'm the red questions. The green questions look fabulous. Well. Uh, all right, so true or false? Julian Edelman is on Peds. True, baby.
0: 100% true. Yeah, I couldn't agree <laughs> and more. I don't blame them. And I don't blame him. And I don't blame him. I pretty much assume that everybody in the NFL is on something. Like, yeah, I, 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 you, you got to be. That league is not human. It's not normal what those guys put their bodies through. Right. I absolutely think that Jul- Julian Edelman is on PEDs, and I absolutely think that that is not unique to Julian Edelman in any way, shape, or form. Agreed. True. You, you concur?
1: I fully concur, 100%. Good. I, don't, I don't see how anyone could play football without being on some sort of performance enhancer.
0: Yeah, my, my long-held theory on, on steroids in the NFL has been j- just like they're, they know everybody's on a little bit of something, and it's like the old analogy is like speeding on the highway, right? Like the limit's 55, we're all doing 65, 70. Like that's right. just a given. And it's only the people that are doing like 95, 100 that yeah. are going to get pulled over. Exactly. Right? We're all speeding. We are all in violation right. of the law in the sense that the limit's 55 and we're doing 70. But it's only the dickheads who are doing 90 that are getting right. popped. So, like, I've always applied the same logic to the NFL. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I don't know. Fight me.
1: <laughs> I think you're right.
0: Hey, thanks. It means a lot. I know. All right, next. Yep. Uh, true or false, Melissa? Alex Guerrero, who, for those who don't know, is Tom Brady's personal guru and body coach, who also trains Dante Hightower and Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski. Uh True or false? Alex Guerrero is responsible for Julian Edelman's failed test. True. True. Why?
1: I think he's the guy that's like managing all of their supplements and what they're putting into their body. And the TB12 method is so prescriptive; it's hard not to believe that something that he's providing is. You know, what led to the failed test in one way or another, whether it was some kind of masking agent that he was providing or some kind of supplement that because, like, I guess Edelman's point now is like it was some it was something they couldn't identify actually on the test is what he got popped right. for. And so it's like, all right, well, what did he what's he giving him that's leading to that unidentifiable substance in his test results? Um, and, you know, we kind of talked about this before. So often the player is like, "I don't, I don't know. My trainer gave it to me, or like my doctor Mm -hmm. in the dr gave it to me. Like I don't know what it was." And I I think Edelman is in this weird predicament now, where that probably is very much true, but his trainer is Alex Guerrero, who is part of the TB twelve. And so for him to say like, "I don't know," my trainer gave me something. It's like he can't because that undermines tom and like what tom's working on and if he wants to be a tom guy then he's gonna have to just kind of take the fall for it himself i guess but i i can't i just can't believe that like julian edelman's all in on tb12 and then like on the side is taking some other supplement that he like found on his own I, that doesn't yeah that doesn't no. add up
0: agreed ask me this next one because it's basically the same question
1: <laughs> yeah true or false i blame edelman for failing the test
0: False. I do not blame Edelman for failing the test, although it's hard to exonerate him entirely. It's his body, you know, like, so I recognize that it's on some level he's responsible. But these guys are football players. This is this is why they have people like Alex Guerrero, like these body coaches who are the supposed experts and should be the the, you know, authority on what the NFL rulebook says, what substances they're testing for, what substances they're not testing for. Yeah. Like, all that shit is why you hire a guy like that. Because uh, Julian Edelman, is he's got enough to fucking worry about catching footballs and not dying every Sunday. Right. Like, he's not a chemist. Right. He's not a biologist. He's not, you know... I, so, no, I ultimately don't blame him. And, and it's also starting to bug me today hearing a lot of people, like, out in the world not blaming Alice guerrero even though yeah. it's fairly standard operating procedure when any athlete gets popped for steroids to like blame the trainer you know what i mean like right. that's just what everybody does the only thing that's different in this case is blame the trainer means blame tom's trainer so like the only reason that people are reluctant to blame guerrero which you would normally do right like yeah if Julian Edelman's trainer was like fucking Joe Blow, everybody would be like, "Oh, well, yeah, it's up to him to determine what's legal and what's not." The only reason anybody's reluctant to blame Guerrero is cuz he's, you know, in ex- he's he's linked with Brady right. in such a such a, you know, deep way.
1: So so you don't <sighs> you don't think Julian Edelman just like walked into his local GNC and picked up some kind of banned substance? No,
0: yeah, well, he walked around the back first of all. <laughs> And got the, got the good dope, the good the anabolic shit from fucking uh, Jesse, yeah. who works at the front desk. <laughs> uh, okay, Melissa, true or false? Someone in the Patriots organization leaked the info that Edelman failed the test. We talked about how it's super not kosher in the NFL to leak yeah. uh, this failed drug test information before it like goes through all of its processes. So true or false? Someone from the Pats leaked it.
1: I'm going to go false here. I think the information more likely got leaked from the drug lab. I don't know. Intentionally? No, I kind of agree with you. I think it was probably unintentional. It was maybe someone that didn't understand the process or just spoke out of turn or didn't realize someone was around them when they were sharing information with somebody else. Um, Yeah. And so it kind of got put out there. The conspiracy theorist in me likes the idea that the Patriots leaked the information to undermine Alex Guerrero. A little bit in the TV 12. Like, (laughs) I would like to believe that Bill did it. I just, in my heart of hearts, think he probably didn't know, based on what you educated us on before, that, like, it is kind of a a closed circuit thing until you're through the appeals. Um, I I would be surprised if Bill even knew that they were going through an appeals process yet.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, so. I feel like if this was a conversation that you and I were having at a bar, you might say yes, but the fact that it's on record and, yeah. <laughs> and recorded on tape, exactly. you got to be a little more conservative with your views. Yeah, I don't
1: want anyone coming at me. Uh, all right, let's move on before I get in trouble. True or false, I believe another Patriot will get popped for PEDs before the season starts. Mm,
0: this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I'm going to say no, bold, but bold. I do think it's a little worrisome that if it's true that you know, Guerrero is the cause, right? Yeah. Which I don't think is, I don't think that's a crazy thought. Uh, If it's true that Guerrero is the cause, then I think if there is a substance that like they weren't accounting for, you know, that was like gonna be, like they thought it was okay or they thought if they weren't testing for it and it turns out that they were. Like there are, Like, we named the three, you know, the the three or four, like, really sort of big name players that work with Guerrero on the Pats Hightower, Gronk, Brady, obviously, and Edelman. But, like, there's a lot of other, you know, particularly offensive Patriots players that work with Guerrero. Like, I don't think it's crazy to think that Guerrero was given these supplements out and, like, legitimately thought they weren't testing for him. And, like, oops, turns out that they are. Or turns out that the test changed and, like, whatever. And, like, now they figured it out. Like, I don't think that's a crazy scenario. Um, But ultimately, I'd be surprised, just like I was surprised that Edelman got popped in the first place. If somebody else yeah. went down,
1: oh, you think you think Guerrero will change what he's giving the players?
0: I certainly hope so. Yeah, right. It might be too late, though. That's the concern. Well,
1: and you you can't help but wonder is the NHL or NHL is the NFL going to say like, uh, well, m- maybe Hightower and Brady and Gronk need to get called in for tests too and see who pops?
0: Yeah. So, lo- if if that So I thought about that, too, is that, like, logic would conclude, like, let's look at the other guys that this trainer is doing. Yeah. But the way that, like, the rules about testing go is that if you've never failed a test before, you get one test a year and it's random.
1: Oh, so they can't just pull yeah. you all of a sudden.
0: Right. So, like, if they all of a sudden just, like, took piss from Brady, you know, Gronk and Hightower, yeah. they could just appeal that, presumably, being, like, you'd violated the CBA because, like, that was obviously not random. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah, I don't oh, think interesting. Th- that That may- totally makes sense that, like, if they were able to do that, oh, yeah, they'd be fucked. Yeah. But you got to keep in mind that, like, there's some fucking machine that randomly spits out players and times to test, you know? So, like, I feel like the odds of slipping through the cracks just based on that are, like, pretty okay. Because you
1: got to believe if, if Brady gets hit with four games for steroids and PEDs of some kind, like, did. Th- the argument of that him would being be the a best of all Time is over;
0: it's out the window. That would be a the nightmare of all nightmares yeah. for Tom Brady and his legacy. Which yeah stupidly is that of a cheater because he decided to, like, make the balls, you know, a quarter of a PSI squishier. I know. And now everybody, because they hate Tom Brady because he's so good, just calls him a cheater now. Like, that would be, like, such a devastating blow that it would depress me to know it.
1: We would have no argument left.
0: Well, I mean, I would still argue it in the sense that I think everybody's on fucking steroids. Yeah, yeah, Only some people get caught, but anyways. Whatever. All right. I'm all fired up. I know, you sure are. Uh, all right, what's the next one? Okay, switching gears slightly, yeah. true or false. Melissa, I believe Bill Belichick attempted to trade Rob Gronkowski at some point this offseason.
1: I think it's true in the sense that he is always open to hearing out other teams. So I think I think if someone had put a good enough offer in front of him, he would have done it. No one's sacred. Gronk's not getting any younger. They're having some contract disputes. He's always injured. I think if someone had given him a good enough offer, he would have he would have pulled the plug on it.
0: So you think he was open to trading? Yes. Not necessarily pursuing it actively.
1: Yeah, not necessarily like, oh, I have a deal on the table. I'm moving forward with this. But I think it wasn't like, you know, you're the Cincinnati Bengals and you call and say we're inquiring about Gronk. And he's like, nope, and hangs up the phone. I think he would say, well, what about him? Like, what are you offering?
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I generally agree with that. And I, I think at some point there was an offer that almost happened. But I I agree that it I feel like it was probably the type of thing that he wasn't like all right we got to get this fucking guy out of here yeah. um but more like yeah I'm certainly willing to move on from this fucking pain in my ass tight right. end
1: what a real kick in the dick if he had like traded him to San Francisco just put it with Jimmy oh, god. G oh god he would have like yeah handed the NFC West to the Niners
0: fucking handed the next Super Bowl to the Niners he may have already done so.
1: Oh, imagine it. Oh God, my dream scenario is just being Patriots 49ers in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, we'll get to the tits on the glass question later, don't we? <laughs> 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 um
1: uh, true or false, I believe Tom Brady threatened retirement at some point this offseason.
0: Uh true. Hard true. Oh. Tell me why. It was basically It was basically reported by Adam Schefter back in April when he came on ESPN and he was like, yeah, Tom Brady hasn't committed like by the way it's worded makes it sound like, oh, like, will he won't he? But like, yeah, by saying that Tom Brady hasn't committed to playing in 2018, that basically is saying, hey, I might retire, which, you know what I mean? Like that is even if it wasn't in direct response, like, I don't know who knows if it was in response to any of this Gronk stuff or whatever, but just the fact that he was, you know, leaked it to Schefter or at least allowed that to happen. And when that did happen, he didn't just immediately say like, no way, dude, I'm totally playing Yeah, like that is threatening retirement. And that's the leverage that Brady now has because Jimmy G has gone. Yeah.
1: He's the guy. He they, there is no, He's a
0: dick. Exactly. There is no plan B. He holds all the cards from a quarterback perspective. And like the leverage play now is he can just walk and the Pats are screwed, you know? And that was the yeah. the beauty of the Jimmy G experience was that it created this sort of like tension of the need to perform and perform well and be on the stick because if you didn't there's your replacements right there right that's kind of like how the nfl works that's sort of like the way that all pro sports operate is that like you gotta work hard because there's someone younger who's gonna take your job
1: i miss those those jimmy g days so much
0: yeah seriously yeah winning fucking Two out of three Super Bowls was kind yeah, of Yeah, we didn't
1: have any of this bullshit going on in the off-seasons either. Everyone was coming back. Everyone was playing. Everyone was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm playing. How
0: dare you? Yeah, all me? in. Everybody was all in. Yeah. All right, next one. I believe, true or false, I believe Robert Kraft shut down a potential Gronk trade. False,
1: because I don't think it ever got to the point that Bill presented him with one. But if, all right, here's what I think, bottom line. I think that if Bill had presented Robert Kraft a Gronk trade and Robert Kraft had shut it down because of all the Brady stuff, I think Bill Belichick would have quit. I think he would have used the old Bill Parcells, like, I can't cook the meal if I can't shop for the groceries. And, like, I'm supposed to be the GM and you're letting your heart get in the way of these decisions that we're making. And that's not fair to me. And I think that if it had gotten to the point and another trade had been dictated um, by Robert Kraft, I, I think Bill would have hung it up.
0: I, I generally agree. Like, I don't think Kraft would have stepped in and blocked a Gronk trade unless Brady. It's like, so it's like, there's like yeah. a double, like, if hypothetical Brady, here. Like Yeah. If, Bra- if Brady was threatening retirement, I think Robert Kraft would have been like, no, 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 no. Right. Like, we're not losing both guys. You're not trading Gronk and then Tom's retiring. Like, that's not what we're doing here. No way. So, like, I think only in that circumstance could I see Bob Kraft getting involved yet again with a with a football move. But
1: don't you think that would have caused Belichick to be like, all right, well, apparently Tom Brady's running the team now. And, like, that's who's getting to make all of our decisions. And he's, like, holding us hostage here. And I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I, d- I do think that's how he would have felt. And I think that probably is how he feels. But w- then why not quit? Why stay? Uh, there's some money reasons why
1: he's got plenty he quits, of money.
0: He right, 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 right. And do you so not
1: think another team would snatch him up in a second?
0: Well, I just so hit if the he quits, my
1: face very aggressively. I that's apologize okay. for that. No, no,
0: that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if he quits, he loses out on like twelve million dollars or something like that. Like he's obviously super rich, yeah. but like that's a lot of money. Also, I think, and this kind of goes back to like a bigger conversation, but like that, like two bills documentary, like. I think Bill Belichick really doesn't want to be Bill Parcells. Like, he was his coach and his mentor yeah. and all that stuff, but I think there's a lot about Parcells that Belichick hated. And one of those things was leaving organizations high and dry regularly. Like, I think it's re- important to Bill Belichick to not leave the Pats high and dry like Parcells did. Because when, 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 when Parcells left the Jets high and dry, he also left Bill Belichick, you know, like yeah. Bill was left there holding the bag. Yeah, good for us. Um, and I, th- and I think, yeah. Well, ultimately, yeah. But I think that Bill is is really reluctant to be the coach that like just like storms out and screws the organization over.
1: Yeah, and I can understand that if it weren't for the fact that I think Robert Kraft is kind of screwing him over, and like it's his legacy that that people are going to judge and remember him by. And so if you don't have control, right. total control of your organization, like that's not. Fair to do to somebody. Right. Like Rubbercraft yeah, is no, always gonna be remembered as the owner that brought championships to Boston. Mm-hmm. And I think Bill Belichick deserves some of that same praise. And it's like he's getting the shit now with all this like drama and the the Jimmy G trade and none of the accolades of like what he's done over the last nineteen years that he's been here. And I I would just have a hard time not saying like Listen, this is your team. You have a different vision for it than I do at this point. And like I, I think we need to maybe cut ties now before it goes too far down a road. Right. That that our yeah, parting I mean, I th- can't be amicable.
0: Yeah. I mean I think the only way that Kraft's legacy is really tarnished by any of this is if it if it ends horrifically. Yeah. Right? Like if like that nightmare scenario of bill trades gronk brady retires bill gets pissed and quits and then like all of a sudden you've got josh mcdaniels and brian hoyer and like jacob hollister you know just at at each like, other what a just like, happened <laughs> like what the fuck like i think something crazy cataclysmic like that would be the only thing that would like affect our view of craft as an owner yeah. at this point um so yeah i i i agree with you that's generally.
1: fair all right, true or
0: false, I believe the Patriots' way is real. Oh, uh, I believe it was real for a very long time. True. Well, so I guess right now, false. <laughs> but for the last, if you asked me this question any time between 2001 and 2017, I would have yeah. said yes, yeah. true. Agreed. Reason being, I think the entire Patriots' way, ideology, philosophy, whatever you want to call it, starts and ends with Tom Brady. The fact that he was... Always, you know, working extra time with the receivers, showing up early, staying late, all the cliches. But they weren't just cliches. He was actually doing those things, going to all the offseason workouts. And he's Tom freaking Brady. He has every right not to do those things and has every right to act like a diva and has every right to just be whatever he wants to be and say, go fuck yourself. He was still the hardest working guy in the room. That, to me, was the Patriots way. And that what that is what let everybody else fall in line. And if you take the top off that, there's really no, like at this point, what makes the Patriots different from any other team where their star players act like divas? Odell Beckham Jr. or fucking, you know, Brett Favre back in the day Mm -hmm. being an asshole, dicking the team around like, you know, most NFL teams when they have ridiculously huge superstars, they act like ridiculously huge superstars and generally they're assholes. <laughs> the, the the difference with the patriots was oh, yeah. that tom brady was a ridiculously huge superstar had every right to 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 be that diva you know nfl superstar guy and wasn't and that's what made it all work and now he as soon as that leverage from the team was gone in the form of the backup jimmy
1: right
0: now he's just being an ass right. and he so should, i think he, i think like the, the rest whole of them. The whole power structure of the team, I think, falls apart at that point because then it's like, okay, let's just all do what we want to do then. Fuck this place. Right. I agree. All right. Melissa. Yes. True or false? I you I believe the drama of this offseason and or Brady and Gronk's absence from OTAs will affect the team's performance on the field this year.
1: True. Hard true on that. Yeah. I, I just think all this drama and not being able to get out of the spotlight at all is going to have an impact. I also think that uh, you're 100% right with uh, what you were just talking about with the Patriot way. Like one of the reasons the Patriots were so successful is because the best guy on the field is also the hardest working guy. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't feel like it's the case this offseason. If you go back to those Tom versus time and he was like, "What you know? what are you willing to give up to beat me? like I'm the best and I work this hard and like you need to give up more than that and it's like oh well so who we'll gave up just a little bit more than you this year and I feel like there might be a lot of people that that gave up more yeah, than him it- this
0: year. yeah. Case in point, every single other starting quarterback in the NFL has shown up for OTAs. <laughs> yeah. So that's what they're going to do to, to do more to beat you, Tom. They're just going to show up to team practices right. while you're throwing fucking balls off the pier in Monaco right. or whatever.
1: They're going to do less than the minimum.
0: More than the minimum.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant. More than the minimum. That's I what finished it. that wine. <laughs> <laughs> all uh, right, Nick. All right, I got a big one for you. Mm-hmm. I believe that Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and Robert Kraft all make decisions with the best interest of the team in mind?
0: Uh, I'm going to answer this one similar to a, how I answered the Patriot Way quest question, which is not anymore. Yes. False. Starting just a couple of months ago. Yeah. Uh, I can't <laughs> imagine this. Oh.
1: February 2018.
0: Yep. Uh, <laughs> starting when Bill Belichick decided not to play Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl. I Ooh. cannot Oh, yes. Rationalize how that is in the best interest of the team. Yep. Brady not showing up for OTAs. I can't imagine how that's in the best interest of the team. And Robert Kraft jumping in and preventing Bill Belichick from, you know, making football decisions like keeping Jimmy Garoppolo or if he felt it was the right thing to do, trading Rob Gronkowski or any of these things. Yeah. Kraft stepping in, you know, on his own behalf. And, and you could also probably argue on Tom Brady's behalf. These None of these things are what they were doing before, which is just doing what the team, you know, doing what was in the best interest of the long-term success of the team. So that is a true for 17 years, but false right Ooh. now. Uh, I got a big one for you, too. Oh, no. This is, this was, this, this is the question that's going to make us, that's uh, going to get us headlines. Oh,
1: God, I'm, uh, I'm
0: nervous. <laughs> true True or false? I believe the Brady Belichick Patriots have won their last Super Bowl uh, in Super Bowl 51 against Atlanta. Ooh. False balls i think they get one more oh then we're good then all this is just whatever
1: yeah all this is for nothing i didn't say it would be (laughs) this year it might be next year uh i think they get one more simply because they will it to be do you know what i mean i don't i don't see it being this year i think it's like the john elway peyton manning like winning in your last season kind of thing Hmm. so maybe it's not this year maybe it's two years from now and it's gonna be brady's last season and it just like the path kind of clears for them. I think we're in for a couple more years of like turmoil and maybe an early exit out of the playoffs. And then, you know, maybe Brady gets to that last year and goes back to his old ways and goes you know, shows up at the voluntary events, focuses on yeah, football yeah, yeah. and particularly knowing it's his last year and maybe not feeling some of that external pressure about like spending time with his family and, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on TB 12. And he really just, Puts it all back into football for one last season.
0: Positive outlook. I
1: know. I
0: don't know where that came from. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh that's the Patriots freaking off season theatrics wrap Ugh, up. It's terrible. I mean, hopefully it's a wrap up. That might be like the you know mid midway point. <laughs> Who knows? Right. Like it's freaking June. They don't they don't kick off till the end of September. All right, here we go, lightning round. Yeah, it's extra extra speedy edition. Ooh, people got people got lives to live. You got
1: a lot to cut out of this. All one. right, this wasn't my best work. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, lightning round. As we know, Alex Ovechkin <laughs> of the Washington Capitals won their first ever Stanley Cup this weekend yeah. uh, on Ooh. the road in Vegas in Game Five. Melissa, if you were on the Caps, would you rather win it all on home ice or in Vegas?
1: Home ice. I'm going home, home ice, ice. winning. In that's vi-
0: a that's a upset coming from you. Well,
1: here's what I would do. Here's my strategy. I want to win it on home ice because I want. I don't want to be booed when I won. <laughs> they got booed a little, and that's not fun. I want. I want my like fans there. I want to celebrate with them. Like that's who they really do it all for. Then I immediately I have a go bag ready in the locker room. <laughs> I have a flight <laughs> chartered to Vegas. Me, the team, the cup, the guys that carry the cup, we all just head there immediately.
0: Yeah, blast. Yeah. Blast it. Makes sense. Or, it's I mean, got to be the best place in the NHL to win, yes. though, right? Like, like yeah. the, thought, the thought that you could have just won the Stanley Cup in Edmonton for oh, something, okay. you know what I mean? It's like, yikes. We went out go to, to like, fucking bar. Yeah, like, yeah
1: okay. exactly. I can count the teeth in here on one hand. Uh. All right,
0: well, good strategy, yeah. good strategy. Thank
1: you. I had a plan. Uh. LeBron James claims he broke his hand after Game 1 of the NBA Finals. As we said at the beginning of the show, he did set an NBA Finals record when he dropped those 51 points, and he led all players on both teams in minutes, points, shots, and assists. Are you buying this broken hand thing from LeBron?
0: Hell no, I'm not buying this broken hand garbage from LeBron James. Get that crap out of here. <laughs> People have an easier time rooting for you, bro. Next question. Speaking of LeBron James, uh rumors were swirling this week. I'm a little unclear as to where they came from, they but came whatever. From Stephen a. Smith. About, okay. So rumors were swirling around this week courtesy of Stephen A about LeBron coming to Boston as a free agent this offseason. Simply put, Melissa, would you take LeBron on the seats? No. <laughs>
1: I don't want them. I can't deal with it. I don't need any more divas and drama in this town. We've got enough problems with the Patriots and the Red Sox with Dustin Pedroia. I, I'm restoring shade of everybody right now. I, I can't have the Celtics are of all the teams, probably the most likable right now. and extremely And likable, I just think true. that ruins it. And you have to get rid of Kyrie. And I think that's dumb. You just got him. We haven't even had a chance to, like, take it to the NBA finals with him yet.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I still say bring bring me the king, though. Oh, my though.
1: God, no. That's so pandering. He's going to go to the Lakers and just fucking suck out there. And
0: Yeah, I mean, he ain't coming to Boston, that's I for hope that. sure. I just hope just that, saying, that we don't take blow
1: things with getting Kyrie to sign an extension with all this LeBron talk.
0: Well, that's coming up.
1: Uh, yeah, that's the next drama to come out of Boston.
0: No, I mean literally in this segment. <laughs> 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 well all right
1: let's uh switch gears here justify let's he's a horse won the belmont stakes this past weekend making him the 13th ever triple crown champion the last horse to do this was american pharaoh in 2015 and they're both owned by the same guy bob baffert does it make you uncomfortable Baffert. yeah <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? Anyway. Does it make you uncomfortable that this man makes his living basically selling horse semen? <laughs> I heard that he's going to make seventy-five million dollars for the stud rights for Justify.
0: Wow! Right? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it sort of does make me uncomfortable. I'm just mostly glad I got you to ask that <laughs> question. <laughs> uh... Yeah, it's weird. The guy c- kind of looks like Ric Flair, too, which I think is sort of funny. Other than that, he seems sort of boring. I was, like, digging for something interesting about this man, but he just fucking owns these two horses and sells their, you know, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: did you see the... There was,
0: 75 mil, yeah. though.
1: there wow. was a horse named Gronkowski.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it came in last. No, no, <laughs> it,
1: it made a move. It was in last for a really long time, and then with, like, 10 lengths to go, it just, like, took people over. I think it came in second.
0: Second, holy shit! Oh, why did I think he was? He was last for a while. Whatever.
1: So if you watch the first like minute and a half, he was last. The last thirty seconds, he made his move.
0: That's interesting.
1: Anyway, here's some foreshadowing.
0: Here's another. Yeah, here's one you might have thought was coming. Uh Kyrie Irving is out on a big press tour for his upcoming movie Uncle Drew. And he's spoken to lots of different media outlets in the last week, including an interview with the New York Times, where he was asked if he sees himself as a long-term Celtic. Where he didn't say no, but he sort of avoided the question and kind of talked about, like, you know, I'm just focused on the present, blah, 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 blah. So the question to you, Melissa, is are you nervous about Kyrie leaving?
1: I'm not if we just, like, squelch some of this LeBron stuff. I also think if I'm Kyrie, I'm not going to commit myself to staying with the Celtics, because then I lose all my leverage in a contract negotiation at the end of next year Good point. so like why would I do that you know what I mean like you want to have the upper hand when you walk in if you've already put out to all these media outlets that like yeah you're gonna stay then all, all that happens is if you don't stay because they offer you a trash contract then like you're the dick it, It's it's a no win
0: yeah, it is pretty e- except for for the fans. I mean, it is pretty easy to lie and just be like, I love playing for the Celtics. I want to play for the Celtics for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, that's not like, you know. Sure. That's just like sort of a pandery, fan-friendly thing to say. Because now we're all questioning it, right? Like, so I feel like there might be something there. But anyways. Yeah. I'm not super nervous I mean, I guess you could
1: have said something like that, but I'm not. I'm just not nervous about it. We'll see what happens next season, too. We sure will. Uh, Getting back to the Patriots, they kicked off their week of mandatory... Mini camp with a visit to Fenway Park for a day of team building. They played like cornhole and shit. Does this kind of thing work for organizations, or is it just superficial bullcrap?
0: Yeah, you know, you'd probably know the answer to this question better than me. But I generally think this sort of stuff is superficial bullcrap. I think it was like also doubly superficial because they went to Fenway, yeah. which is just kind of like why, like why What's you know, like that's like to any of those dudes care, right. you know? I mean, other than like just sort of like on, on like a very surface level, like oh, this is like a cool place to be. Um, but no, I think it's kind of dumb. Give him the day off or something if you want to, like, be let, nice.
1: Let him play golf.
0: Yeah, or, like, get shit-faced or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like, I <laughs> feel like something that really binds people you together. do an event like this. It's just, like, hanging out. Yeah. Like, I actually do believe in, like, real-deal team-building exercises, but, like, they are already a sports team, so they do team-building every let- day. You know? Like, I like the idea of taking a bunch of people that work in the office and, like, having them do some sort of team sport or something, because I actually do believe in that in the opposite way. Like, I don't think a fucking football team who, like, <laughs> lives and dies next to each other all day every day killing right. themselves needs to go play cornhole at Fenway Park to, like, get more close. You know what i Yeah, saying?
1: I hear you. And I feel like in an event like that they're probably just hanging out with the guys they would hang out with at practice.
0: You know what I mean? Like Yeah, the positional groups are hanging out and, like, yeah, it's, like, just an extension of what the dynamics already are in the locker room. Right. Yeah. Brady and Gronk weren't there, you know. It's the same <laughs> shit.
1: Uh,
0: Edelman's like smashing cornhole boards because he's all like, yoked up and pissed.
1: <laughs> Dante was pulling a peck, lifting up a beanbag. <laughs> all ahead, right, ask me final question. question.
0: So, Melissa, you may have seen this in the news, but after the Caps were awarded the Stanley Cup and as they were taking their, uh, you know, ceremonial lap around the ice at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, uh, as they do, while the Cup was making its way around the corner uh, in Alex Ovechkin's hands, a young lady sitting in the first row just blasted her boobs right up against the glass as the Capitals passed by. Uh, Now, Uh, Alex Ovechkin didn't seem to notice, but, like, the 20 to 30 other dudes skating behind him definitely slowed down and took a look, uh, along with various photographers, videographers, the NBC broadcast, etc. So my question to you is, is there an athlete and or team winning that would elicit this response from you? I
1: feel like if you had asked college me, I would have said yes. Adult me that's, like, seen all her teams win...
0: True. Yeah. I mean, if this question was being asked in like 1999, it's probably yeah, exactly. Then
1: you're you're probably gonna yeah. I'll throw them out for the a World Series win, whatever. But <laughs> you know, now I'm like, eh, old news. What the Patriots won again? Okay, fine. Like, I'm not gonna right. You know, please. They don't deserve to see the good. Yeah, you're like that, you're like
0: you're not. like you're like you're like dipping out early to beat the traffic <laughs> yeah, at this yeah, point. exactly.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't see myself doing that. That lady though. Credit to her. I feel like she was ready to ready to roll, no matter what happened in that game.
0: Seems like it.
1: A very non-denominational, premeditated.
0: (laughs) Yeah, easy access, good seats, whole nine yards.
1: No bra. She was just ready.
0: Yeah. Iconic, really. Premeditated.
1: <laughs> all right, well, that about does it for yes, us. That's all we got. I'm sweating because yeah, you're sitting in your hot car. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if you want to uh, tell us anything that we're wrong about or share your own true falses, you can definitely interact with us on Twitter at uh Instagram, Facebook, if you so choose. Uh, lots of places, and then you can listen, rate, and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, Stitcher Google Play iHeartRadio you know all the normal places but
0: yeah Spotify most importantly really tell a friend yeah tell a
1: Jesus. friend Jesus let them oh, know gonna ask you if you
0: like wild if you like wild speculation about what the hell's going on in Foxborough yeah. then uh, point them in our direction and they can join in right. on the phone right
1: and no facts they can yell at their radio just like you do who wouldn't want to do that yeah,
0: yeah who needs that shit <laughs>
1: Uh, All right. Well, have a good week and we'll talk to you later.
0: Hey, you too. See ya.